0: Welcome to our podcast today. I'm Mike Hancock and the chairman of the Circle of Excellence Group. And if you haven't already subscribed, then make sure you click the subscribe button and subscribe. Over the next coming months, we're going to be having not only myself and Lundy Jack, my partner, but also some phenomenal uh, different presenters on their subjects that cover the broader base of holistic business. We're not about hardcore business, crush it, grind it stuff. We hate that stuff. We're actually about business that is built around the life that you want, not trying to fit your life around the business that you have, which is unfortunately what most people do. I'm going to be talking to you today about some concepts that come out of my book, Conscious Leadership. And you can buy that on Amazon. That's a plug for the book. Go to Amazon, Conscious Leadership, Mike Hancock with a D, -D H-A-N-D-C-O-C-K. But let's talk about the whole idea of the quantum world here and where it comes from. And here's a quote to kick it off from the I Ching. And the I Ching is one of the oldest books in the world. Uh, It was... Basically envisioned by the Emperor Fu He in the year 3114 BC when he realized that the world that we see it today and back then was a microcosm of the macrocosm of the environment around us and he sent all of his scholars... And I didn't say academics, I said scholars, which literally means observer, out to see what happens in the macro world and brought it back into the micro of society. One of the most profound books ever written. Most of the original copies destroyed by Mao Zedong during the cleansing in China. But of course, with that, copies still survive. Here's your quote. Because the wise men of the past. Now, I want you to hear this. This was written in 3114 BC, and they're talking about the wise men of the past. And we certainly are believers that uh, society didn't start just 5,000 years ago; that society existed in many forms for many millennia before that. But that's not what this calls about. So head back to our quote: because the wise men of the past thought out the order of the external world down to its Ultimate constituents and the laws of their own inwardness down to its deepest core, they succeeded in understanding fate. I want you to understand that that is a statement that is 5,000 years old, and I'm going to read it to you again. Because the wise men of the past thought out the order of the external world down to its ultimate constituents and the laws. Of their own inwardness down to its deepest core, they succeeded in understanding fate. This puts a totally different spin on the way in which we think about the world because, in this statement alone from a 5,000 year old book, we are seeing that the ancestors that they are referring to as the wise men of the past 5,000 years ago, so goodness knows how much further back that was understood the external world down to its ultimate constituents, meaning subatonic particles. So that is basic quantum physics. So when we look at the world today, we don't consider business to be this crush it, grinding it world that you hear a lot. Um, there's a lot of business shows, a lot of business, business podcasts out there that are telling you how to do this and how to do that and how to do everything else. That's not what we're about. We're about the basic understanding of manifestation of quantum physics and bringing that into the business world so you and I can have a much cooler life than we possibly could have had before. So in doing that, I want you to understand that in basic quantum physics, all matter comes from light and all light comes from sound. So if you and I are matter, then we come from light And if all light comes from sound, that essentially makes us musicals. And when we're in a a musical sort of field, um, we play songs, we have a harmony, we have a resonant chord, we have a soul note that makes up who we are. And that's the same for our businesses and that's the same for our vocations, our jobs and our passions as well. So many years ago when I came across this and I watched um, actually Brian Cox, who I like Brian, he used to be in a boy band in the 80s, but now he's one of the world's leading quantum physicists, talk about the fact that there's just 12 particles in the universe that are quite hard to understand. Bosons and leptons were a little bit above my grade in physics experience. But the four forces of nature that he also talked about, I did understand. Strong forces, weak forces, gravity and electromagnetics and all of that came down to understanding that there's a cycle that happens that on our planet today that creates a relationship of things and we are in this bubble of relationships and the quantum world works on relationships and its frequency its sound it's the vibe as they said in the 60s cool Dude, you've got a cool vibe. Well, that was closer to the truth than you could ever imagine In fact when we look at it, you know the world itself earth as we know it has a vibe It's in Hertz 7.83 the note of F sharp if you want to know about it call also called the Schumann resonance so I went and studied many years ago, I want to say many years, probably 20 years ago now, the work of Pythagoras. And Pythagoras said, there's a geometry in the humming of the strings, and there is music in the spacing of the spheres. And he was talking about the distance between planets and the relationship using essentially what today what we know as string theory as the relationships between the planets in our universe. In fact, he was right. It's proven now through science that our whole universe is one giant musical instrument. As I said, the Earth is F-sharp, and the ancient Greeks created the diatonic scale of music, commonly used today in all sorts of music, and considered the relationship between the planets to be a musical relationship. In fact, in Manly P. Hall's Secret Teaching of the Ages, he went on to say that the Greek initiates initiates also recognized a fundamental relationship between the individual heavens and spheres of the seven planets and the seven sacred vowels. And the seven sacred vowels were A, Alpha, which was called the first heaven, if you like. The second heaven was E for Epsilon, the third H for Eta, the fourth I for iota, the fifth O for Omicron, the sixth Y for Upsilon, and the seventh heaven, the sacred vowel, is the Omega. So these seven heavens tend to sing together and they produce a perfect harmony which ascends as an everlasting phrase to the throne of the Creator. This is what the ancient Greeks wrote. And although all of this happened, In the Pythagorean order, beginning with the sphere of the moon, that became the first heaven. So in essence, Pythagoras began to crack a very, very secret code. And that code was music, and of course he's known for maths. And Einstein said that music and mathematics are the only two absolute theories in all of science. Music and mathematics. So... Pythagoras cracked the music note and then he turned it into the mathematics modal. But I want to explore the music that we make and it's the music that I'm making right now. And that is our voice. And our voice comes as a certain note and it either resonates with people or does not resonate with people. So I want to look at that from a perspective of everything that we do actually being A very, very unique way of really seeing the world because it's called the alchemy of our words. Let's start by looking at the word, words. So if you spell that, W-O-R-D-S, that's how you spell words. Now if you take, write that down, and if you look at that word, you'll notice that it also spells another word. If you take the S off the back and bring it to the front, it spells the word, Sword. And of course, we used to kill people with our swords, but now we're killing people with our words. Goodness gracious, the politicians of the world are destroying our planet with their words at the moment, and they're all full of it. So at the moment, there's just words coming out. They're saving their bacon left, right, and center. And I don't care what country you're in. At the moment, there's not a political leader on the planet that I'd really, really care for at the moment because their words are empty. They're empty empty vessels at the moment because if you look at it something else which is what the the spin doctors behind these politicians understand it's another word and that word is how you actually spell words and the word is spelling s-p-e-l-l-i-n-g now if you think about that you've learned to spell words you've probably never thought of it But your words that you are using is literally creating a spell. It is putting a spell on other people. So when you hear the words of the politicians at the moment, they are putting a spell on you. Just like my words in some way or another are putting a spell on you. And the words in which you're using during your life are putting a spell on other people and they're putting a spell on you. I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm not good enough. I didn't get a degree. I'm too fat. I'm too skinny. I've got too much hair. I haven't got enough hair. I'm short. I'm tall. I'm Caucasian. I'm Arabic. I'm Jewish. I'm Muslim. I'm whatever you're telling yourself doesn't matter. These are the spells that you are creating that is keeping you stuck right where you are. That's right, we literally spell words. Now, Hitler enamored people with his oratory skills, which actually turned a whole country and their morals upside down. Obama became president because of his oratory skills. Martin Luther King's oratory skills got him killed, yet there's a place forever in our hearts for Martin Luther King. So you may be thinking, but the examples I've given in English... What about other languages? Well, English was, in fact, designed over just over a 1,000 years ago. And if you look at the word English or England or Angleland, it is actually comes from the word angel. It is the language of the angels. But be fact, before there was English, which is the most acceptable language on the planet. I'm sorry. I love other languages. But if you're in air traffic control, you don't speak any other language than English. So that's a probably pretty good yardstick of why it's used around the planet. Four and a half thousand years ago, the main planetary language was called Proto-Indo-European and it was in ancient Sumeria and it's the basis of French, Spanish, Hindi, Afrikaans, Portuguese, English and numerous other language. So the English itself literally meant the language of angels. Now, back in 1690, a guy called John Locke, um, he released a series of papers and their basis was on human understanding. And in book three of these papers, he focused on words. And his point right back in 1690, you know, 300 and something years ago, was that we are unique in framing sounds into words and conveying ideas by the sound of these words. Now, I want you to think of your favorite four-letter word when you hit your thumb with a hammer and scream it out. Actually, don't do that. You know, nobody's going to think that you're in the mood to make love when you're banging your, your hammer, hand with a hammer. So chapter 10 of Locke's book focuses on the misuse of words and the result of that. And I want you to think metaphysically about that for a moment. If words create sound, and sound is frequency, which is music, and we are music, then surely we actually become what we speak. So our words become our thoughts, and our thoughts become our prayers. Now, I know this is new thinking, because I'm sure you've heard of Dr. mizuri Amotos uh, and his book, The Hidden Messages in Water, but I want you to consider some of the phrases that are now considered cool on the world. We're going to grind it out, you know? We're crushing it, man. We're crushing it. That's sick, dude. You know, that type of speak is keeping people so low in their own internal talk that they might have tens of millions of dollars in the bank, but fundamentally their spirit is going to be fragmented and disorganized because of what they're doing to themselves from a word point of view. We need to consider what's coming out of our mouth on a daily basis and we need to change that. When you look at what's happening now in the universe... It is really a string-filled multiverse. Now Michio Kaku, who's a great um, hero and mentor of mine, is one of the greatest quantum physicists of our time. And uh, back in 1963, he was actually at the age of 16 as he was then, um, he's 73 I think now, um, he actually built a particle accelerator out of spare parts in the family's garage. So right from then, he was pretty obviously what he was going to do with his life. Now, Kaku is one of the co-founders of String Theory, and the idea behind String Theory is that we are all connected. So the idea here is that you're listening to me on this podcast somewhere around the world at the moment, and that's influencing you to do something which will influence somebody else which will influence, influence, influence. The beautiful thing about this Is it myself? I have no idea what sort of impact I'm making. Maybe now you're all loving your politicians. Maybe you're all hating your politicians. It doesn't matter. What I'm doing here is I'm consciously provoking you to think for yourself. I'm not asking you to agree with me. I'm consciously provoking you to think and to question And to ask yourself if you are living the life that you want to be living or if you are sucking the life out of yourself by the way in which you're forming the words that you're using on a daily basis. Basis. Back to Michio Kaku, those of you that don't believe in string theory but have a LinkedIn account, well there's something wrong with you there because LinkedIn is built on the basis of string theory. It's built on the basis of what used to be called the six degrees of separation on the planet. But in fact, I've not found anybody in the world that I need to connect to that is more than three degrees away from me in the modern world. So I'll give you an example of that. Um, actually, it's too, too easy an example. If I wanted to uh, meet the Pope, for instance, I could contact my good friend who's an ex-senator of the US, um, who's a good friend of uh, one of the ex-presidents of the US, who's a good friend of the Pope. So, I mean, it's not too far removed to get to somebody who might be um, a business leader, a sports leader, a celebrity or something like that in the modern world. LinkedIn understood the fundamental basis of string theory. And there used to be a radio competition in New Zealand, which was on for a while, called the Kevin Bacon Radio Show. And the idea was that you could name any actor in the world and they would see how far removed from Kevin Bacon that actor was because Kevin Bacon has been in so many movies. So they would say things like uh, my relative had um, one scene in a walk in in a soap opera in New Zealand in 1993 and they would trace that through actors that were on that show to see how many removes it was to Kevin Bacon. They never had to go more than three removes to get to Kevin Bacon. We are incredibly connected. So back to Michio Kaku. Imagine you have two electrons. Now those two electrons, they're twins, right? And this is what he's saying about string theory. And think of it as twins, like, like identical twins. You separate them and it's irrelevant by how much distance you separate them. Whatever you do to one electron is recognized by the other. So they're doing these experiments in CERN in Switzerland at the moment. And they've been doing them for a long time. They've got, uh, on the French-Swiss border, they've built a 17-mile long underground tube. And it fires electrons and other minute particles around it at amazing speeds. So... Actually, they were worried because they thought, you know, if we do this and get it wrong, are we going to create a black hole in Switzerland? Well, you might wonder where Swiss cheese comes from. No, that's a joke, right? But um, from that, what Kaku's saying is that what they found is that they could literally isolate those two electrons absolutely from each other so they had no relationship. But when they affected one, the other was also affected, And it's been known through history that when identical twins move apart and they live in different countries, when one of them has a car accident or a major problem or is in major upset, the other one feels it. You know, we and everything are all connected. Now, Max Planck said that in the early 20th century, and he was absolutely right. He termed the word the ether, meaning the stuff between things. And if there's such a thing that sits between electrons and atoms and neurons and that other tiny stuff that sits between everything, this means that you can run from your in-laws at Christmas, but they're always going to be part of you. So given that we're all connected and the most powerful energy in the human existence is imagination, because Einstein said logic's going to get you from A to B, but imagination will take you everywhere – Your imagination can be realized via these strings then that when you have a thought will reach out through the ether and connect you to the answer, the resources or whatever you're looking for. This, in essence, is really the incredible secret that Rhonda Byrne made millions out of in the movie The Secret. But it's true. People who don't believe it simply don't understand it or allow blocks to come across their path. But in wrapping this up, I know you want to be, you know, the next US president. I know you want to understand how to make a million dollars and everything like that. That's why you're listening to this show. So I want to bring this home to you. If you can understand that your thoughts become things and those things, once you put them out in the universe, create reality and that reality can be created in any way possible then the words, the fundamental words that you're using are creating spells that are keeping you stuck. So very first thing, if you're feeling stuck today, if you're feeling stuck post-COVID, if you're feeling stuck that you're just not getting where you want to be, then I would suggest that you literally went and looked at the words that you are using on a daily basis. I've cut a lot of swearing out of my vocabulary since I know it learned this stuff now squaring still has its place because it allows you to get something out that otherwise may be inside you but it's got to be rare you know you've got to actually learn to exercise or get it out in some other way rather than to share it in words because words create swords and those swords are the things that are going to keep you stuck in the future so let's start wrapping this up in Dublin in 1952 a guy called Edward Schrodinger gave a lecture where he introduced the concept of the multiverse. In short it's the concept of parallel universes all existing at the same time. Now that's not relevant, but I want to know I want to tell you this and I know it seems crazy to the practical among you, but surely the internet was crazy to people in the 1970s as well. But I've had numerous experiences with multiverses, so I personally don't discount it in any way and I want to give you an experience that happened in 2015. Lundy and I were driving into Cape Town on the N2. It's a busy six-lane road, speed limit's 120 kilometers an hour. We were following another car, and I was aware of cars coming up behind us. Then, out of the corner of my eye, I saw one of the poor people who was going to run across the road. And I realized right then and there, the car in front of me was going to hit them. Now, I immediately braked looked in the rear vision mirror to make sure I could change lanes so nobody else would hit me from behind. And then I tried to swerve to get out of the way. I wasn't going to hit the boy. The car in front of me was. But as I went past it, Landy turned to me and said, did you see that? And I said, the boy. And she said, yes. And then we both looked at each other. We said, where is he? In fact, where are the cars? In fact, we were the only car on the highway. So... When we realized that, we realized we'd had an area where we'd moved like a dimensional jump in that stage. And if you think I'm nuts, that's cool. I've got no problem with it. But I'm telling you this for a reason, that the minute that you change the words that you're saying, the minute you change the way in which you're showing up in your life, the minute you change the words that you allow to come into you, don't listen to talkback radio, don't listen to the news, don't read the government-fed newspapers giving you the rubbish that they want to keep you stuck in, start creating your own reality. And the minute that you do that, you are going to find phenomenal changes in your life. I do not experience stress in my life from other people. I don't experience bad clients. I don't experience any of that. I don't experience customer complaints or any of that. Touch wood, of course. But one of the key reasons... And you could say it's because, oh, we're doing business well and all that sort of stuff. It's got nothing to do with that. I think one of the key reasons that I haven't experienced this in over 10 years now is because I've changed the quality of the way in which I speak. I've changed the quality of what I choose to see in the world. I've changed the quality of what I input in my life. I've changed the quality of the music I listen to. I've changed the quality of the books I read. I've changed the quality of the people that I allow into my space. And when you do that, folks, you are truly going to change the quantum vibe that's around you because when it comes down to it, all matter, which is just you and me, comes from light and all light comes from sound. We are just giant musical instruments. If you want to build a much stronger business, start with the words that you're using. And that's not smart copy that you're using It's authentic, honest, heartfelt words that can make people really understand where you're coming from and help them resonate with you in today's age. I hope you've found this useful. Make sure you subscribe so you're up to date with everything that we've got coming. We've got so much happening at the moment. Go and check out our website as well, circleofexcellence.biz. There's plenty of opportunities for you. If you're looking to grow um, an international coaching or consulting business, go and have a look at the Global Expert Institute on uh, circleofexcellence.biz. There's some opportunities for people to really shortcut growing a global coaching business at the moment. And apart from that, we will see you on our next podcast. Lots of love.